the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The home buying process can be exciting. It can also be overwhelming. It's a great leap of faith. But, as Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. Welcome to Faith in Home Buying, equipping people of faith for the home buying process. Your host is Tamika Ellsworth, an award-winning realtor, home strategist, and educator who combines a deep understanding of the Bay Area market with a passion for helping others realize their dreams. Now, offering practical advice, reliable insight, and useful knowledge for the prospective homebuyer, here's Tamika Ellsworth. Welcome back to another episode of Faith in Home Buying. Um, I'm always liking um, these next couple of weeks having some great guests coming on. And and as you know, I love equipping people of faith uh, for the home buying process. Um, But not only that, home buying, but as being a homeowner too. And so today I got a good friend and actually someone that does and serves his community very, very well, uh, Mr. Herman Peck. Uh, with Bay Area Medics. Can you say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm grateful and thankful to be here, guys. Uh, Tamika, thank you so much for uh, giving me the pleasure to be part of this. I really appreciate that. And yeah, my name is Herman Petsch. Um, I've been living in Mallow Park for 25 years. Uh, yeah, about 25 years. Um, I've been at EMT for 10 years. Uh, I've been part of the Red, American Red Cross. So we did a lot of um, volunteer work. I was part of a first aid station team, which is called the FAST team. Um, it was closed about a year or two years ago, but that's where I got most of my experience. I, I was also an instructor there. Nice. So um, I love, I love, I love to, to help the community. I love volunteer work. And um, this is why I'm here. And I'm also an instructor. I teach CPR classes. Uh, I do sport sport events, um, anything that uh, you need first aid, I'm your man. So definitely, yep. yes. Thank you so much for uh, being in this program. Awesome. Well, you know what? Well, this is one of the reasons why um, I think it's just important, not only local businesses, because I, you know, everyone knows that I do that in bringing people on. Um, but I think um, you know, you you hit on some topics that I think a lot of people are thinking about with home ownership and what we've been going through, you know, in the world as far as disaster, as far as home uh, preparedness, as far as CPR, first aid. Um, And, you know, so usually before I get into actually talking about things, one of the things I like to do is kind of like if I've had a devotional or um, just kind of just a little bit of activation. So I kind of look at it like activation, education, and then empowerment, right? So the first thing, you know, and I, and I needed to get it out because it was in my spirit this morning uh, and talking about um, love, like, you know, everything that we're going through, and it was really great as far as the devotional uh, was concerned, but it was talking more of, like, as you live in, in, in love, and, you know, God is able to show himself through, you know, what you do from your hands to your work to your community service, whatever it may be, um, the more 
that um, you know your words change, you change, especially if you look at it through the lens of of love and not through um, hate. And you know, you know, you have to, um, as reading God's word or, or, or knowing a little bit more about just who Christ is, like you have no other choice but to change. You have no other choice but to um, uh, to see people um, differently. And I think that's it's so important during this time, no matter what your you know political stance is, no matter what your just your stance is. Period. You know, I think if we go off of looking at people um, as God would see them, because they're all God's children, uh, no matter what, you, you honestly, and, and, and God's still not far from everyone in order to still have them come to him. You know, how much more are you showing that love through um, your actions? And the one verse, and you, you can climb, talk about it if you want to for a little second, but the one verse that yeah. I want to make sure I leave and just kind of opening up everyone, you know, with is First John 4, 20. And I like the TPT version, the, the Passion Translation version, but I think it hits right to the, um, the, the core. And it says, anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred towards another believer. It makes him a phony. Because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? Ouch. Yes. You know Come what on. I mean? I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, we're not getting into that, but I just want to leave that with, 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 with people. Like, you know, I just had to get that out. Like, hopefully that drops in someone's, um, you know, spirit. And um, Herman, you can, you can kind of comment on it before we get into, you know, stuff. But, you know, that's just what I was feeling uh, this morning. Definitely. No, definitely. I, I agree with you. You know, um, for me, it, that's what it's about. It's actually being the light, being the love, being gentle. Yeah. Um, and, and that's in your neighborhood. That's with uh, new people coming into the neighborhood. Um, that's something that we have to have. We have to be that light. You know, um, of course, you know, there, there are those um, people that sometimes aren't like that. And for us, if we're that way, we can be that example. And definitely, I, I totally agree with you um, 100%. Of course, it's the word of God. So, you know, it, it's hey. something that hits you, it shocks you, but it makes you realize and it helps you to change, you know? 100%. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're going to shift, but I just, I like to open up, you know, with, with that. It just was on my heart. I'm like, okay, I got to get that out. But, 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 yeah, you know, no, in, in the context of love, um, I, I think yes. also <laughs> you can still go, go hand in hand on, you know, your loved ones. You know, it, it also means too on, you know, just loving your family and loving on the people around you is actually educating yourself too on what to do should you come into a situation that uh, requires um, help. And during the time of COVID, we'll start it off like this, like, you know, with COVID, um, you know, happening, you know, I have a lot of my clients getting into homes now, a lot of them, you know, and, and so it's not nor the, the, the rental property, it is actually their home now. And, you know, there's a lot of preparedness that you, you, you do need to have in, in case of an event of emergency, but even more so there's special precautions for sure, even for COVID um, during this time, shelter in place, you know, not, um, you know, all things are kind of accessible. So that yeah. being said, I'd like to open up the conversation on, uh, you know, being a homeowner and during the time of COVID, you know, what are some particulars and things that people should look out for or make sure they have readily available in their house or they should just be aware of um, should they come into a contact of having to do like maybe CPR or like any type of first aid to a, a person? Definitely, definitely. You know, I, during COVID, our, our, our work ethic has changed in a way as well. We've been on Zooms and stuff like that. And 
Uh, we've been teaching CPR classes in Zoom too. Um, but I've realized that there's a lot of stuff that you have at home that you can use for uh, an emergency. Let me give you an example, like for a heart attack, right? If someone's mm -hmm. having a heart attack, you know, they're sweating profusely, you know, they're, um, you know, they're pale, um, mm -hmm. they're dizzy and, you know, they're telling you that chest pains. Well, we have aspirin at home that we can use, right? Depending mm -hmm. on what, um, what type of aspirin, you know, but usually it's a baby aspirin or adult aspirin that you can have them chew on it while 911 is on its way, right? Well, that's good to know. Um, so those vital, vital things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, stuff like that, you know, that it's very good to know. Um, and so we have items at our homes that can possibly save lives. So it's important to be educated on that. So um, one thing I like to say is, um, you know, uh, we, besides this year, uh, every year we train about 5 million people around the world mm -hmm. or in the United States, sorry, in the United States. 5 million people and only 3 to 4 to 7% respond. And yeah. it's just because they don't know, they don't know what to do. And they're so afraid and they're afraid of the F word, right? Fail, right? They're afraid mm -hmm. of failing. Yeah. And so this is where we come in and give them those basic knowledge of how to save a life, how to help somebody, you know, during an emergency at home. Mm -hmm. um, so thus, those, those trainings are so important because it can save a life. Right. Definitely. Well, so aspirin is one thing. Give me, give me one other um, uh, uh, thing. There are maybe two others. So aspirin is one. So at home, you know, just in case there's 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 uh, a delay in, in, in police getting you know to you or ambulance getting to you. What's another one? There's a uh, there's a lot actually. Uh, we can use another one, for example, of, of a kid who has seizures. Uh, you yeah. know, for the first time, or is having seizures. Um, in order for us to respond to something like that we just basically have to move the furniture away. You know, if there's a place at home where there's a lot of furnitures, you have to move things around so these, this kid or this adult who's having the seizure won't mm -hmm. further injure themselves. So knowing how to react on a seizure, oh, it's happening in the bedroom. Okay, we got to move the chairs because people, I mean, these seizures are so violent that they can even mm -hmm. break their arms, yeah. you know, fingers, you know, because it's very violent. So that's another way of being trained, knowing what to do in an emergency at home, especially when you're having someone who's seizuring every day, maybe four or five times a, a day, you know? So having a seizure. Now, what about, you know, because we're talking about homes, right? So, I mean, you know, shoot, what about ladders? You know, because a lot of my clients, I mean, some of them are in condos, but a lot of them are in houses too. You know, what about if someone falls and, you know, again, in, in between that process before the ambulance does get there or call a 911 or if you're by yourself? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. No, definitely. We, we, we train on that as well. Uh, these called mechanism, the MOI or mechanism injury. Uh, when you arrive to a scene or you're at home and you see a ladder on the ground and then you see someone else on the ground, you, okay, you can imagine, okay, this person has fallen down pretty, pretty big. So the main thing for me is just to hold in line civilization and call mm -hmm. 911 until they arrive. So just, yeah. just by doing an inline civilization, you're doing so much because you're helping with that um, spinal cord so mm -hmm. they might not be paralyzed. So there's a lot of stuff to actually know. If someone's on the ground, you can mm -hmm. hold inline stabilization until 911 comes and relieves you from it. So it's right. pretty cool to be educated in that way as well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. real quickly, while we wrap up this first um, section, how do people get a hold of you? Um, and especially if there's organizations, nonprofits, because they listen, uh, how would they get a hold of you so that you can come and teach um, even virtually on um, first aid CPR? How will they Definitely. Um, so um, uh, 
so on Facebook, I have Facebook. I usually put my pictures there. It's Chael, C-H-E-O, Petch. Um, so you can find me there, Chael Petch. Um, I post a lot of stuff there. Um, also, my email, uh, you got B- uh, BA Maddox or uh, what is it? Uh, Petchchell at yahoo.com. So it's my last name, P E C H C H E O at yahoo.com. Uh, mm-hmm. I go to churches, I go to businesses, um, I go to people's homes to teach yep. CPR. Um, so it's, it's, it's an awesome work. What about any phone number? And my phone number, uh, yeah, area code 650-862-6327. All right, excellent. So when we come back um, in our next uh, 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 segment, we're going to talk even more about a a lot of things that, again, around the house uh, that can happen. And, you know, maybe like, you know, C2 detectors, smoke detectors, what to do with a whole bunch of smoke. And, you know, your kids had, you know, gas, you're, you're smelling gas. You know, what do you do uh, in, in the event that, you know, things over here in California, we have earthquakes, you know. So we're going to we're going to talk more about that when we come. So but Herman, thank you very much. And hey, everyone, stay tuned to Mika Ellsworth, Faith and Home Buying. This is Faith in Home Buying, equipping people of faith for the home buying process. Once again, your host, Tamika Ellsworth. All right, back again for the second half. And again, I'm with Herman Peck with Bay Area Medics. And he is a first aid instructor. And I figured this is a little bit of a, a you know, just a topic that I think that everyone should actually be aware of and have access to um, whether they're at home now or, you know, maybe going back to the office, but the biggest thing is for home ownership. There are a lot of things that happen inside the house and we're talking about different ways uh, to make sure that you're uh, prepared, you know, granted as much as we can do in 30 uh, minutes, but uh, the great thing is Herman, he uh, goes and he is an instructor so he can go to places and talk to you about certain things even go to your house and do specific one-on-ones looking through the home and such so uh we'll give his contact information one more time today but herman yes yes let's talk a little bit more about um so in the house right um say for instance a big thing is or c2 you know c2 um de- you know detectors um say for instance you know you come and you find one that's that's blaring um and, and going off what do you do? Awesome. Yeah, very, very good question there. Um, well, first of all, you know, what I love about these new, they're just actually new ones where it has O2 and fire, you know, uh, yeah. uh, the, the smoke that, it, it, you know, it, it um, detects. Um, for us, the main thing for us is actually in my house here, we know what we have our fire extinguishers. We know what we have our extra waters and stuff like that. Um, so for us, you know, we sometimes get, False alarms because uh, we we can get a little busy cooking here and it, it wakes everybody up when when this mm-hmm. alarm goes off it's it's a loud noise and it lets you know if it's oxygen or fire which is really cool yeah um, and for us we we already have that training where once we hear that we get the fire extinguisher we get ready um, I think the main thing is to be pre-trained about this knowing where your um, fire alarms are at um, especially where you put them um, for us we have them everywhere in the house and almost mm-hmm. every hallway. Yeah. Um, but definitely having the fire extinguisher and having that plan, calling 911 or, you know, the fire department directly um, is one thing to also be trained. Well, talk about that. So fire extinguishers, because I have one. And truth be told, we bought the home in 2014. And I don't even think I even 
I don't even think I know how to use it, to be honest with you. Well, you know what? Um, I just, I was actually working with mine. This one actually just ran out of the battery. And the fire alarms, these are pretty cool because they actually beep. This light right starts beeping once it, you need to change it. Yeah. And it, and it kind of gives you the direction. If you hear two beeps, okay, you got to change it, right? <laughs> um, but these fire alarms here are, are one of the best. Kind. I, we, we go to anywhere, Home Depot, wherever you want to mm -hmm. go to buy these fire alarms. Um, and like I said, they're, they're located in the areas where we feel like, you know, like the water heater. We have them there. Um, that's one main thing that you really want to have. It's why the water heater that um, can give a lot of different fumes. The the, the O2, is it right? Um, yes. The yep. carbon, sorry, the carbon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, like I said, we have them everywhere. Um, this one here, what I said, I, what I love about it, and most all of them do, they they let you know when the battery is running out. You know, right. um, for right me, I, I like to check beeping? them every six. We shouldn't keep it beeping. That's what yeah, so don't about. keep it beeping. No, that's. <laughs> Don't keep it beeping. You know, once you hear that, change it quick, Sam, as soon as you can. <laughs> right. Um, and, okay, so that, those are smoke um, uh, alarms. What about fire extinguishers? Awesome. No, no, that, I have this one right here. This is a trainer, and this is what I usually take at uh, some of my trainings. Um, the fire extinguishers are the main thing that is going to help you out, right? You always want to make sure that it's working. Um, these, um, I believe, every year or every two years, they check it out. Um, they, they, you know, you spray it, you test out the handles, you try it out real quick. It's good to actually test it out in the backyard real quick, you know, by physically feeling it, how it feels, um, it's going to actually help you to react when you're really taking care of a fire. So it's always good to actually even try it out a little bit just to test it out at your house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely good to have at least one or two of these. I have one in my car and I have one actually in my house too, so. See, I need, I, I, I have one. I know where it's at. <laughs> I know how to do I need to bring it to you to make sure it works. <laughs> Let's see that again as a whole. Yeah, it's good to check it out. That Again, that's just stuff that I'm not, yeah, I don't even think. Okay, well then let's talk about this. You know, we have about, well, about six minutes, right? So let's talk about, uh, you're cooking and say for instance you do have a maybe a gas fire you know or, or what's the difference between um you know having a gas or maybe there's oil that's spilled you know around and now all of this you know fire is happening what's the best way to deal with you know um different types of fires you know is, is it paper that definitely, gets all definitely. you know burned or is it oil what's what's the a good way to handle it well, definitely, especially good, good, very, I'm glad you're bringing this up because, you know, we, we're coming through what Thanksgiving and people are bringing yep. these, these um, frozen chickens and they're, they're dipping it into this oil and it just, yeah, all this fire coming out. We, we, we really got to be cautious about what we're, what we're cooking and exactly what we're doing and how we're applying the meat or if the meat is full of ice and then you're, you're, you're mixing it with oil and then before you know it, just, yeah, you know, we have to be well prepared for what we're going to be doing, especially on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I think the main thing is to be prepared and have a plan already and set, um, especially when you're cooking. Um, for me, I, I don't cook as much and I'm not that good of a cook. But my, my brother-in-law, he's a chef and he actually prepares everything, has everything set up. And just in case, when we're, we're Latinos and we, we cook with a lot of oil, so we always have things ready right by our, our right right under the sink is where we have things. 
but when there is a kitchen fire, things that when when things happen like that, you you should be able to have a nine one one protocol, basically mm-hmm. saying, okay, if we're cooking this, these are our protocols. This is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for us um, Latinos, we cook a little bit different. We, my mom, she cooks with a lot of fire sometimes, and she does these special soups. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually have to call, let the, our neighbors know what we're going to be cooking that mm-hmm. day, um, just so we can be courteous about that. Um, there's wow. a special soup that we have, and and we burn, <clears throat> yeah, and we actually burn the the chile. Oh yeah. And so yeah. we've actually had the ambulance, and we have 911 come up to our house, <laughs> and you know we we didn't get in trouble, but they let us know, hey, when you're going to do this, let your neighbors know. Um, when you're going to cook something like that dangerous, be prepared and have water next to it and stuff like that. So I think a good thing is to, when you're going to do something like this, is to be well prepared and know that if something goes wrong, I'm mm-hmm. able to do it this way and react this way. Exactly. No, that's an emergency. Crazy. It's an emergency. You never know what's going to happen. So you got to be prepared. Definitely. Exactly. So it's kind of hard sometimes to give you an exact answer, but it's yeah. good to be prepared when you're cooking something that is going to be you know, very dangerous, like what they do today for Thanksgiving. They dip it on this oil and, and you've seen commercials of it, how to be prepared with that stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. No. (laughs) And and I guess the the first thing, obviously calling uh, 911, but to put it out, you know, again, that's why having, uh, and knowing how to use it too. And this is one of the things that you've come in handy and telling people and showing people how to use the fire extinguisher, right? Because there's a certain way that you have to be able to pull it out, use it. You can't just press the button and, and, or the, the, le- the, the, the lever. It doesn't work like that. You got to yeah. pull it in. You got to be a certain distance back and there's a certain way that you do it. So, you know, yeah. even, even with that, you know, just, just knowing how to operate the things that are at your disposal, I think is really, really good for people um, to, to, to know, and especially if you have little kids, because they get involved with a whole lot of stuff, and some of them love fire. <laughs> definitely, yes, definitely. So it's always good to be well prepared, have that knowledge to know mm-hmm. how to react to this type of emergency, and that's what we're here for. We're instructors. We love to teach. That's our passion, yeah. and so when we bring this into the table, it, the, the classes can be very fun. I love to have fun in my classes. Yeah. Um, that's how we learn as well, too, so definitely well look and, and i'm so glad and, and again how can people um contact you because we're going to have all the information on there too but what's the quickest way um to get in contact with you because you also have a website too correct yes we're actually working on that the covid and everything got me pretty bad but yes we have ba medics um barriermedics.com um, um mm-hmm. also um, my email right now it's, i'm working on it but it's pet tail so it's p-e-c-h-c-h-e-o at yahoo.com Mm-hmm. Or at Facebook, you can find me at now. This is my middle name or my name. They call me at home. They call me Chell. Um, uh-huh. My Facebook is E O P E C H, and I have pictures there of me doing TPR classes and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. And, and is there a phone number? Yes, my phone number. Yes, definitely. Guys, call me anytime. Uh, my <laughs> phone number is 650-862-6327. Excellent. Give it one more time. All right, 650-862-6327.
Excellent. And so while we're wrapping up uh, now, I really do appreciate you coming on. And again, you know, in 30 minutes, you can only do so much, but he has a wealth of knowledge and information that is definitely something, especially because we're now on our homes a whole lot more. And, um, you know, I just love the fact that uh, you are doing this for your community, which is huge. Um, and that you love what you do. And I think the more we can have more people, you know, in the community doing things in the community and loving what they do, the safer that we can all be. So thank you again. That's right. um, so You're everybody, it, 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 and also listeners, thank you again for, 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 uh, you know, always uh, supporting. I get a, a lot of um, uh, messages and, and phone calls. Remember, you can contact me 408-561-7922 or Tamika Ellsworth.com. Come, you know, you can also get me on TikTok, real estate underscore T, uh, and also on Instagram, Tamika Ellsworth. I'm pretty accessible, but um, thank you again for tuning in. And I have some good things going on for the rest of this month. But again, Herman, thank you very much. Bay Area Medics, check them out. This is Tamika Ellsworth with Faith in Home Buying, and we are equipping people with faith for the home buying process. Thank you. This has been Faith in Home Buying with Tamika Ellsworth, an award-winning realtor with Equity One Real Estate in San Jose. To contact Tamika directly, find her online at TamikaEllsworth.com. That's T-A-M-I-K-A, TamikaEllsworth.com. Calbia number 0178263.